0: You're listening to The Other End of the Reading Rope, the podcast for busy teachers who want practical strategies for language comprehension and writing that will engage your students and save your sanity. I'm your host, Leslie Lawson, a former reading specialist and coach. Let's get on to the show. We're busy people! Hey guys, it's Leslie from The Other End of the Reading Rope. I hope you're having a great spring day here in Virginia. It is absolutely gorgeous, although it feels like it's about 90 degrees. Um, So I am feeling a little summery, (laughs) even though it's only April, and we have uh, several more weeks of school. Today, I'm going to help um, you understand a little bit more about executive functioning and the role it has on comprehension. And I just want to start by saying, if you do not have the book, Executive Skills and Reading Comprehension, A Guide for Educators by Kelly B. Cartwright, it's highly worth um, your purchase. <clears throat> I know she has recently done an update, and so there's a new edition that's just come out. Um And we know that more and more and more and more and more of us are seeing kids with executive functioning issues. Um, And today, what we're going to talk about is planning. Now, I thought before I sat down that this would be going through all the different, um, all six different executive functioning and talking about Um, what you can do in the classroom. But once I started digging into planning, I realized this was one that deserved its own episode, because there is a lot to unpack in this particular um, chapter from her book, and I will not even be able to get to all of it. Um, But it's also a lot to unpack just in building the foundation of reading comprehension. So, to start, I want to start with something fun. And um, one thing I love about Kelly Cartwright is that she recommends things that you can do with your students at home um, to build planning and organization. Um, And you can also do these um, games and activities in your classroom when you have a spare moment. So, what are some games that require planning? Well, Jenga. Chess. Checkers. If you think about those games, you have to plan what your next step is going to be mentally before you make your step. I know when my children were younger, we played a lot of checkers and then my oldest really got into chess. Um, and, And it's amazing to me all of the strategy that goes into it Um, But I never really thought about the planning piece that goes with it. So um, you may remember the game called, it's called Tower of London. I did not know that was the name. But it's that game you see um, on apps a lot where you have to take the balls and you have to move them from the starting position to the goal position. Um, And you have to think about how many moves it would take for you to get these colored balls from one starting position to that goal position, moving only one ball at a time. Well, these types of strategy games, along with Jenga and chess and checkers, will help you practice that planning goal where you are implementing multiple steps. You're figuring out um, proper order and sequence in order to reach a goal. So that's just a little fun that you can add into your classroom or at home with your own children. Um, And that will help you help them build that executive functioning part of the brain um, for planning and a little bit of organization. So now how can we work on planning with reading and why is planning so important um, to help our kids develop? Well, planning draws on many things that we know that good readers do good readers on their own are good planners. They know why they're reading and they make a plan to get there. They involve goal setting on their own and and they're able to figure out how to, you know, just to, to get the information that they're looking for. And there's a bunch of research in the book and one of the research that I, that really stuck with me is that um, when when they did some Research on some college age kids. They were looking at um, product versus process. So, if you think about um, children who struggle with comprehension, if we sit down and we teach them how to get the answer, that's a product. If we sit down and teach them how to think through it, and how to in answer or what their brain should be doing when they're reading that's a process goal. So the research that they showed was they had these kids, one group of kids was had executive functioning, one group of kids did not. The group of both of the groups of kids when they were both reading books that they chose for fun, for entertainment, they both had the same comprehension because they were able to understand it and they both had great comprehension on the things they chose, the things that were fun for them. However, when they were given a textbook and something they had to study, um, you found that the the kids without executive functioning were still able to have the same comprehension they had on the fun books that they had read. However, the children with executive functioning did not, and they really struggled with that comprehension. Um, on something that they actually had to study. So now I'm going to link a personal story for you guys. When I was in eighth grade, every student at my school had to take a study skills class. And in my school, we all learned what you needed to do for studying. We learned how to think through the text. We learned how to make index cards. We learned how to highlight things that were important and why. Um, We learned how to ignore the things that were distractors. And at the time, I thought, well, this is really boring, and I don't know why I'm doing this. Well, that's probably because I was a good reader, right? Fast forward 20 five years and i had my own two children and of course they were boys so boys don't always attack things the same way one was a natural reader and read everything but he had terrible terrible executive functioning skills the other one was not a natural reader he really only read the sports page and that's still all he reads um and, and he didn't have executive functioning skills, but he didn't really have the motivation to read for studying. I often thought if they had had a study skills class in middle school, how much better they would have done in high school and college. Um, because I think what I've noticed in, hi- in their middle school and high school classes is that our state Virginia is um, pushing so much content and so much product down on these teachers that we just assume our kids know how to study and we just assume our kids know how to write a paper and we're not really teaching that anymore um, and and that's no fault on the teachers the teachers don't have time but I wish we had a um, an elective class in the middle school, just like I had in eighth grade, where children could learn these skills. Because I think it's so important, um, and especially now with our kids having more and more and more executive functioning issues, teachers are either going to have to stop what they're doing with the content and teach these skills, or our kids are going to continue to fail. Um, and and that's a lot to put on teachers. Um, And so my soapbox for this is um, to really be thinking about how we can add this into the middle school curriculum. And I really do say middle school, it can start in fourth and fifth grade. um, And it can't, I mean, it very easily can start there, but um, it really needs to be taught as an elective in the middle school grades. But that's just my personal soapbox. Here's what we could be doing with our kids. So if you have a fourth grader or a fifth grader or middle school or high school who's struggling with comprehension, um, one of the things that we can do is to have short-term conferences with them. And I've been thinking about my interventionist and what they do And thinking about this is sort of similar to what they do, but we can even make it better. So, when you have these short term conferences with a kiddo, you want to sit them down and say, All right, the question is asking you to find the main idea, right? How do you go about that? And quite frankly, I think you will find your kids can't answer that question. So, how do you go about that? Well, first, I would tell them. You want to read the question, what is the main idea of paragraph four? Then you want to read that passage, paragraph four, to find out what it is mostly about. And think about what the details that are in that paragraph have in common. You know, is there something that you could do to make a good title for that? And then reread that paragraph if you don't know the answer. That's a process goal of helping students figure out what they are reading and how to find the answer. Another thing that you can do in a small group or one on one with kids is create a plan, a plan to understand. And when you're helping kids with this plan, they would first set a goal. And you would want to ask them, you know, what is it that your goal is? Is it to understand? Um, the information that's in this text? Is it to understand the story structure or what is happening in the story? Um, Set that goal before you start. And then there are five things we want them to do. So the first thing is to preview. Look through the book. What do I see that helps me get there? And yes, You can get information from pictures, if it's a picture book and has pictures or images. Um, Even textbooks will have, um, you know, images that will connect back to the content. So yes, start by previewing. Look at the headings, look at the text features. Uh, What do you see that might help you get there? The next step would be to focus. Should I pay more attention to some parts and slow down for others? And how do you know what parts to pay more attention to? That's really hard for kids with executive functioning um, because they think everything's important. And I think I was just doing a um, test prep lesson the other day, and and a student we were talking about highlighting keywords, and he had highlighted the entire passage. And I said, "What are your keywords?" And he said, "Well, Mrs. Lawson, they're all important." And I said, "Well." But you're right, they are all important, but what are the most important words? Connecting. So what do I already know about this topic that's going to help me reach this goal? So let's say the topic is on frogs, right? So what do you already know about frogs that will help you to understand the cause and effect um, that is happening in the story? Questioning what questions can i ask myself as i read i'm going to go back to jan richardson again because um, her red question green questions yellow questions um, should be automatic with kids and i know we still use that part with our kiddos as far as when you're reading what questions are in your brain um, how can you ask and answer questions while you're reading it So that you are internalizing more information while you're reading, and then predicting—you know, what do I guess this will be in this book or be in the next section of the story that I'm reading? These five things are really important. If they can sit and really learn those five things, um, that is going to make a big difference for planning of of how to read and how to. analyze and understand what they're reading. And then the last thing that we want to ask them is, you know, what will I know when I'm done reading this? What will I know when I'm done? Now, how do we teach these plans to understand? Well, just like anything, you know, Anita Archer (laughs) goes back to Anita Archer. We want to plan. We want to teach this plan for understanding using the I do we do, you do approach. So, an I do approach with this would be to take a text sample and show and model for the kids how you would preview the text, how you would focus and pay attention to more parts. How would you connect? How would you do some questions and how would you predict? You really only need to model that once. Because um, really, the the bulk of your instruction should be in the we do part. So the next part would be previewing it together. What do we think this story is going to be about? Guiding that child to make the best decisions that they can make. Focusing in on the most important parts. I see a lot of teachers, especially new teachers, who um, get manipulated into doing the I do part too much. And then the kids aren't doing any of the thinking. They're basically letting the teacher do the work for them. Yeah, kids are manipulative that way. So we don't want to stay in that I do section too long. We want it to be more of a a we do. And then eventually the goal is for them to be able to do that on their own. Another thing that you can do um, is to create another a plan where you ask them, why am I reading this and what is my goal? So, you know, just like we talked about the, the preview, the connecting, the questioning, the predicting, uh, we want to make sure that we're asking that question, why am I reading this and what is my goal? Um, a lot of kids will struggle with knowing the difference between um, text structures, Right. Uh, and even I struggle with that sometimes. Is this a sequencing structure? Is this a is this a problem solution? So we want them to start to kind of think that through. Um, am I if this is a nonfiction text, am I reading this to find the sequence? Am I reading this to find the cause and effect, the problem, the solution? Um, is it just a description? Um, and so we want them to really think through that um, as they're doing their preview. And then what do you need to know when you're done? We said that again, you know, do you need, if it's fiction, do you need to remember details of a story? Um, or are you reading to learn new information? So, um, really helping them to understand the difference between, um, what we do when we're reading for fun, what we do when we're reading a story that we are going to be analyzing, and what do we do when we're reading for information, because all three parts would be very different. So I'm going to link up that reading plan and those questions of the reading plan um, in the show notes so that you can have them, and hopefully that will help you Uh, Think about ways that you can help kids in the future. And even right now, if you are in the middle of test taking as I am, um, it's not a bad thing to review with them right before they take a test. Um, So I hope I have shared a few nuggets with you. Um, watch my Instagram this week because I will be sharing a couple of these nuggets with you and a couple of other games for organization um, and games that you can use for um, not only organization, but also games for planning, games for um the whole word activities all kinds of different games so um but we'll come back to this because organization probably is going to take a whole nother uh podcast um because it really is important for our reading understanding thanks for listening and have a great afternoon see you soon Thanks for listening to today's chat. Follow me on TPT or Instagram for more tips and resources at the other end of the reading rope. See you next week. Now go home.